Welcome to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. It's about the Bills and the beer. Now, here's your host, John Murphy. Hi there, welcome another installment of Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff coming your way. I'm John Murphy. I'm the play-by-play voice of the Buffalo Bills. These are interesting times, to say the least, for the Buffalo Bills, who all of a sudden are on a downswing. They've lost five of their last eight games. Can you believe it? Seven wins, six losses, and still everything they want to accomplish ahead of them. We're going to talk more about the Bills in a moment. We're going to talk on this podcast with a great guest, Jim Kubiak, Western New York native, former quarterback in the U.S. Naval Academy. He still holds all the passing records at Navy, the U.S. Naval Academy, played professionally for the Indianapolis Colts, the Jets, a couple of other teams, coached professionally. He runs the Western New York Quarterback Academy now as he lives here in Western New York. And he has just been named the new head football coach at Hilbert College, a Division Three program in Hamburg. Quite an undertaking. They've got a startup there at Division Three Hilbert. Jim Kubiak, just the guy to do that. He is a quarterback guru. He knows what he's talking about. In fact, he writes a weekly column for the Buffalo News analyzing Josh Allen's quarterback play. It really is a must-read. It is kind of level-headed. He grades him out and lets you know what he thinks of Josh's game each week. It's really good. Jim Kubiak, we're going to talk with him about Josh, Josh's game in Tampa, etc. in just a moment or two. We're going to talk Bills. We're going to talk beer also. We're going to talk with Carrie Sullivan. No relation to Sullivan's, but she owns two bars in Canton, Ohio, and both of them poor Sullivan's, both called the Barrel Room. We'll talk with Kerry Sullivan about that, about the challenge of COVID, and a little bit more with Kerry Sullivan of the Barrel Room in Canton, Ohio. We are brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company in Kilkenny, Ireland, the makers of Sullivan's Maltings Irish Red Ale, Sullivan's Irish Gold Ale, and Sullivan's Black Marble Stout. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. But we're going to start with Bill's talk, and there's a lot to talk about. Seven wins, six losses expectations for this team obviously were much greater than that but i'm going to do a little preaching here right now my advice for bills fans put aside your expectations strap in it's going to be a wild finish these final four games this is no time really to waste time moaning about the bills being a disappointment they're underwhelming they're a letdown no question they are they're all of the above disappointing underwhelming they've let us down but there's plenty of time for that in the off season not now though Let's hold off on the post-mortem while this patient still has a pulse. And they have they do have a pulse. They do have everything in front of them. They have four winnable games coming up, including at the Patriots a couple of weeks away, the day after Christmas. You know the Bills win there? You can really think about a realistic shot at winning the AFC East. And it's not easy to win at New England, but it's doable. They didn't lose by more than a play or two here in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. Sunday's loss at Tampa, a tough one. A miserable first half really was, and it was hard for them to dig out of that hole. But they did. They tied it up and went to overtime, lost in overtime. Yes, there was terrible officiating. We won't dwell on that. Look, I think the officiating to be, I've said this for years now, it is the weakest link in the NFL. It really is the officiating. I mean, part-time officials making crazy calls. What do you do about it? I don't know. You have to live with it, I guess, and overcome it if you're the Buffalo Bills. But on the positive side, I think Josh Allen took another step forward last Sunday in Tampa as a leader, as a playmaker, but mostly as a competitor. On the opposite sideline was the NFL's really all-time quarterback, Tom Brady, a great competitor, a great leader, and Josh Allen was his equal, I believe, in that game. 
at the early stage of his career, Josh Allen has progressed to that level. This is what I'm going to talk with uh, Jim Kubiak about. He knows a little bit about quarterbacking. He's got some interesting thoughts on Josh Allen and how he thinks he took a step forward in that loss at Tampa last Sunday. So Jim Kubiak, he's coming up next right here on Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. The Sullivan's Pro Football Podcast continues with a special guest. He is a former NFL quarterback, a wide-ranging uh, experience bank from our guest, Jim Kubiak. He uh, was the is the all-time leading passer in U.S. Naval Academy history, former co-captain of the midshipmen, played in the NFL for the Colts, the Panthers, and the Jets, played in NFL Europe, arena football. He is still involved in football. He runs the Western New York Quarterback Academy here in the Buffalo area. He is a uh, football analyst for, he did eight years as a football color analyst for the UB Bulls, and he is a uh, quarterback analyst for the Buffalo News and their BN Blitz, and is the recently named new head coach at Hilbert College in Hamburg, a Division three program startup. Jim Kubiak is our guest. Jim, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Mark. Let's talk about Hilbert first, uh, starting up a D3 program. That, that's a, that's a, a pretty impressive challenge you've got in front of you there, right? Oh, we're excited. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, an awful lot of excitement around the campus. Uh, our president, Dr. Brophy, has been committed to bringing on three division, uh, three sports, football being one of those. And I think it's a great opportunity uh, for the Western New York region. You know, I've been training in this area for about 15 years, Murph, and you know, I see the talent that goes under-recruited uh, in Western New York, and, and what we're going to do here is we're going we're gonna to build a, a football power built around those guys, and uh, we want to make this a regional football team and, and give those players an opportunity to play at the collegiate level and get a great education. Uh, you're already underway, and in fact, you, you're telling me you've got recruiting visits already out to schools here in Western New York, huh? We do uh, hot and heavy, uh, hitting you know seven, eight schools per week. We're bringing on some more recruiting staff, but it's important that that the players in this region understand what we're trying to build. Uh, putting together a great staff, uh, a guy that you know, Chuck Lester, a good friend of mine, oh, yeah. it'll be on our staff. John Shabetta, uh, Brian Taylor. We're we're trying to put together a staff of of great teachers, and uh, you know, teach them how to play, and then teach them what to play. So. Uh, it's it's very exciting. Uh, it's it's a dream come true in, in terms of uh, enabling these players the the opportunity to, to play at the next level. And um, you know it's been it's been a lot of fun getting the word out. It is good for players, obviously, for uh, young men who want to continue to play football. It's good for colleges, uh, Division three schools that want to have that program and have that offering to to students to get them to go there. But it's an expensive undertaking, right? It's not like starting up a a track team where you, you know, you throw them a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and they're good to go. You got it. you got equipment to, and, and time and, and space to uh, take care of there too, for a football program. Absolutely. And, and we're, we're on track to, to build a $6 million complex and facility right on the grounds of Hilbert. So there's that investment as well as, you know, what you're describing helmets and shoulder pads and pants and uniforms and goalposts. And, and there's an awful lot, that goes into that kind of undertaking for sure. And, you know, we're playing a, a 10 game schedule here in, in 2022. So wow. we're going to be without spring football. And, you know, that's something that we're, we're dealing with, but our systems are going to have to be simple and uh, we're gonna have to be fundamentally sound. So it, it's certainly a challenge, but a fun one at that. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's ambitious. Congratulations and good luck with that, Jim. I want to talk to you about the Buffalo Bills. And, and uh, you know, you write the, I think it's a weekly post for the Buffalo News analyzing the play of quarterback uh, 
Josh Allen uh, in the BN Blitz, the online segment of the Buffalo News. Um, in general, your thoughts on Josh Allen's uh, season so far? We're in the final quarter of the season. Has he made progress, do you think, this year? Well, I think he has. Um, you know, the thing that I do each week I think is different than than what maybe people understand. And, and really, I just look at every play and, and grade it. Um, we grade it on a plus or a minus scale. So if, if Josh is doing his job, he gets a plus. If he's not doing his job, it's a minus. If he does something extraordinary, it's a double plus. If he does something that really hurts the team, it's a double minus. And by going through that line by line, um, you know, it's, it's amazing how you craft a grade. And uh, it's, it's not subjective. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really based on exactly what he does. And when you watch him play, and, and he, he is an amazing and extraordinary player. Uh, first of all, his size, even his pliability, I mean, the way that he can move um, and, and his ability to process information has just grown exponentially. Um, and, and so when you're looking at that kind of value at the quarterback position, I think you start to ask, how are they at seven and six, right? I mean, I think that's what, um, you know, that's, that's the question. And in how, you know, when things aren't going exactly the way you want, I think people tend to take a look at the other aspects of the team and, and what they've brought in and why they're doing the things that they do. But, you know, just from a Josh Allen perspective, um, he has grown in ways that I honestly haven't seen very many quarterbacks grow. Generally, Murph, you know, guys that come in and, you know, they, they get the big contract and they're the franchise tend to not want to be coached maybe as much as um, they allowed themselves to be coached before that time. And I don't see that in him. I really see he is a guy that, that looks to make himself better each and every week. And uh, I mean, I think he's had one heck of a season. Uh, let me start with the most recent game at Tampa Bay this past Sunday and his second half. Uh, and we've seen a lot of good football from Josh Allen, but the second half against the Bucks. I found it, in retrospect, almost an eye-opener how, uh, well, how competitive he was, how tough he was, and, and how good he was. I mean, he's better in the second half, certainly, than he was in the first half, but he played better, maybe the best he's ever played in the second half at Tampa the other night. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, he, here he was. It was 24-3 at halftime. They had had three sacks in the first half that really uh, stalled every drive. And when you're playing against Tom Brady and his efficiency, I mean – the efficiency level of the Buccaneers in that first half was extraordinary. And then, you know, the Bills had sputtered. So um, it would have been easy to pack it in. It would have been easy to say, hey, we're playing the box on the road. And, and, uh, but, but the fire and, uh, you know, his, you know the, his ability to, to breathe belief back into the team. I mean, I think what I saw is it inspired the defense. Um, and it inspired everybody. And, you know, I think that kind of leadership is, is the kind of leadership that that this organization was looking for and has been looking for for, you know, decades. And and, and I think we've found it. We've absolutely found it. I don't have any doubt about that. Um, but to your point, Murph, I think he did a great job of bringing the team back. He was very efficient. Um, and, you know, and that's the way this offense has been built. You know, it's been built around efficiency and his efficiency. And I think we saw the very best of him in that second half. Hey Jim, you mentioned something a moment ago about not just about Josh, but a quarterback's ability to process information, you said. And I've been thinking a lot about that in terms of Josh, but also in terms of 
of Tom Brady um, going into that game. And obviously in that game, I was thinking uh, more than anything, and Brady's always been really, really good. I mean, Hall of Fame good. But his ability now and maybe in the last couple of years to uh, see things and diagnose things and make the right call, that's processing information. Is that what you're talking about? And how does that work? How does a quarterback develop that? So I think processing information is is maybe the most important thing that that we do at the line of scrimmage. And and so when you're talking about that, I think everything starts with protection. So, you know, is it a five-man protection? Is it a six-man protection? Is it going to the right? Is it going to the left? And why? And and so often, you know, you'll see Brady come out there and he'll call the mic. They call the mic for the running plays. They call the mic for for protection schemes. And that sets everything up. Um, you know, and Brady's just played so long. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he has more experience than all the coaches. And yeah. so he's seen all of this stuff before. I mean, there isn't anything, there, there isn't very much that you can show him that he hasn't seen. And then being with Belichick all those years. And I mean, I... I just think that that his ability to diagnose what potentially is coming is is second to none, and and that just takes experience and time. But you know the other part of it is diagnosing what the secondary is doing. So you know is it man or is it zone? And you know they they pay these corners a lot of money, Murph, because they do a great job of of keeping you in between. You don't know whether it's man or zone based on maybe their basic alignment. So the fact that Brady does that, he gets an answer in his mind so quickly helps him to be more efficient and helps him to attack the areas of the field that um, are most vulnerable. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's where every quarterback wants to be. You want to be in a situation where you know that you're protected. You know that you have your protection set up to take on the guys who are coming. Um, You know who the unblocked guy is. I think, you know, when I teach quarterbacks, one of the things we do in protections is we need to find out who's picked up and, but more importantly, who isn't. Because if the guys who are picked up come, you're good, right? You're good. But it's, it's the unblocked guy that's not accounted for. That's the quarterback's man that you have to be aware of. Because if he comes, you've, you've got to get rid of the football. So, you know, I think Brady is the poster child for, you know, the unbelievable amount of diagnosing ability. Um, and in what I see in Josh Allen and in all of the five-man protections that, that Brian Dable uses – he has to be good at understanding who is unblocked because if the unblocked guy comes, he's got to get rid of the football. And, and so, you know, I think that's the next step. I mean, that is the stuff that everybody in every organization wants to get to. And it's, it's challenging. It's hard, especially, and, and, you know, you get into the running the ball. I mean, running the ball takes the pressure off of that, right? It, it, now he doesn't have to diagnose in a third and six or third and eight situation all of the different things that defenses can do um, to screw him up at the line of scrimmage. You know, um, let's talk about Josh running the ball. Um, You know, he is an outstanding runner, and he ran it 12 times against Tampa Bay. I I sometimes get the sense, and even after the Bucs game, that the Bills are reluctant to, to let him run the ball as much as he wants to or maybe as much as he should. What are your thoughts on that, and how much of a of a of a factor is that on Josh's development if he runs the ball say half a dozen times a game. You know, I'm really torn on that, Murph. Um, you know, conventional wisdom would say let's protect the franchise. You know, we we hire running backs to to handle that load. They're designed for to handle that load. Um, and 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 so why not let, give them the opportunity to do that and um, I think when you run the ball, there's there's always risk in everything you do. But when you run the ball, 
you know, those defensive players um, are looking to strip him. They're looking to blast him. They're yeah. looking to get an extra hit on him. And, uh, you know, there's risk there. You know, there's risk there. Now, I certainly understand the, the idea that when you run the quarterback and use your running back as an extra blocker, you get an extra man at the point of attack. And so with a guy like Allen, with his size and his ability to run, which is it's sneaky good. I mean, it really is. I mean, I just never dreamed that you'd be, you know, that kind of a runner. Um, I understand why they want to run them. I totally understand that. But I also understand from a coaching standpoint, we've got to keep him upright. We've got to keep him clean. <laughs> we, we've got to make sure that he's on the field because he's our best chance to operate the offense successfully and win. So um, I think they, the, the best option is to use him sparingly. I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, use him when you need to. I love the quarterback sweeps, you know, pulling the, tackles and guards out there and, and really getting them in space. I, I like those plays a little bit better, but, um, you know, I think you got to be careful. I mean, I just really think you have to be careful and, and try to limit the amount of contact that he's getting. I, I Watching uh, Monday Night Football this week and watching Kyler Murray of the Cardinals, I thought he's a pretty good runner too, but he's a different type of runner than Josh. You know what I'm saying? Josh is big. Josh can be elusive. I'm not saying he's uh, blindingly fast, but he's got speed, and I think he presents a – I think he's got a unique skill set that I hate to see the Bills eliminate from their offensive approach. I get the, I get the uh, concern about his future and his health, but uh, when you're lacking weapons and there's one cent right there, especially when you know maybe five years from now when he's thirty, it's a different equation. But um, I think, like I said, a half a dozen runs a game would probably be a good prescription. Too much, you think? Well, I think you make a good point there. That. You know, when he's 30, it changes. Yeah. I, I definitely think that his youth and his pliability, I mean, I've seen his body bend in different ways. And I said to myself, wow, I mean, how does he get up from that? Um, and and certainly, I think it, Brian Dable has done a great job of utilizing that. I mean, I think he, Brian is really creative. And, you know, with all the the, the stretch and jet sweep stuff and, and sweep kind of actions with the speed guys, he's able to use – Allen, like on that quarterback counter to the left for the touchdown this past week, you know, trying to get people moving to the right and then bringing Allen back inside. He he is a different runner. I mean, he's not a Kyler Murray kind of guy. I mean, Kyler Murray has some quickness. I don't think maybe we've ever seen. I mean, he's right. incredible and small and explosive. Where Allen is is really a just a big physical guy with deceptive strength and speed. I mean the the stiff arms that he does and just pushing guys around is is extraordinary um but i think you, to another point murph you know you're in a situation where maybe you're not running the football as well as you'd like to with your backs so how do you generate you know a balance yeah. and you know i think that's that you know one thing i, I want to bring this up with you because I, i'm not sure anyone's talked about it but you know one of the things that i've questioned i've, I've talked to a couple of my offensive line friends um, is is the RPO rule, you know, where linemen can't be down the field more than one yard in the National Football League, is that affecting the running game? In other words, if, if, if we're in a situation where we're running, you know, power left or, you know, we're going off tackle to the left and we're RPOing that, those linemen have a, have a job to do, but they also can't be down the field. And I just wonder if you RPO everything, and give Josh the ability to throw the football on every running play based on, you know, the unblocked player being in position to stop the run. 
does that affect the offensive line's ability to really get after him? Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not saying that I had the answer to that, but it, it's a question. You know, it's a question. It's a really good point. You raised something in a in the post you wrote for the Buffalo News uh, column last week about kind of the Bills' uh, overall construction of their roster, not necessarily about Josh, but you wrote uh, after the Patriots, Patriots game, you wrote, uh, the Bills are not built to run with power. They're constructed to optimize Josh Allen's talents throwing the football. Uh, kind of a red flag, I thought. That kind of says maybe why they're 7-6 and six and why they have failed offensively sometimes this year, huh? Well, maybe, you know, that might have been easy for me to write, you know, after the Patriots ran 46 times, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and but, but you know, the, the, the truth is that we, we drafted Josh Allen to be exactly what he is right now. I mean, he is a leader. He is a premier quarterback. He is a, a growing entity. I mean, he is, you know, a top player in the National Football League. So the, the next question is, well, what do we do with this talent? And, you know, the, the design has been, we're going to spread it out. We're going to be, um, utilize his ability to process the information and get the ball out quick. Um, and, and then a secondary kind of way, we're going to have to run the football in there, you know? And, uh, and so can that be successful? Yes, it's been successful. Um, when, you know, defensively, maybe we get behind, I think it becomes more challenging to be in that kind of a style. And the last two football games, you know, we played in gale force winds where you right. can barely throw the football at all. Right. And then, you know, down in Tampa where, you know, three sacks get you behind 24 to three. So <laughs> you know, in both of those scenarios, um, you know, I think we're not really talking about, you know, Josh Allen's ability. You know, I think it's, it's, it's other elements, other small elements that are affecting it. But at the end of the day, the way, the way that this team has been built, it really hasn't been you know, with a fullback and a strong right with tight ends who are great blockers. You know, it's been spread and let's dissect the defensive structures, right? And and so, and I think when it, you really boil it down, Murph, every football team needs to be able to get that foot when they need it, right? Yeah. And uh, whether it's quarterback sneak, uh, which we saw in the Titans game, whether it's, uh, you know, lining up on, uh, you know, if it's, third and goal on the three yard line, are you choosing, you know, the bills I think right now are choosing to, you know, throw the football in that situation where many teams would say, Hey, we're going to put our jumbo or heavy package in. We're going to pound them. Hey Jim, uh, we talked about the Hilbert college project. You're still involved with Western New York quarterback Academy, right? Tell me about that and the quarterback evolution program you have. Well, thank you for mentioning that Murph. Yeah. So we have a quarterback evolution program where we've had just incredible success. We started it at the beginning of the pandemic, just because it was difficult to get in, in larger groups and get in person. And, and so what we do with this program Murph is we have, uh, you know, some meetings that we'll send out early on to educate the players on coverage and protection and uh, their footwork and, and all of that stuff. But what we ask the players to do is we'll send out a throwing assignment to, to the players and they'll execute that throwing assignment and film it, okay, on their iPhone or on their device. And they take those clips and upload them into our system. And then I do a personal review each week. So um, at the end of the week, we have a live meeting just like this where we'll get on there and we'll look at all the players and what they've done in their workouts. But also, you know, they get that one-on-one -on -one feedback of, you know, I mean, just for an example, we have a, a young player out in Massachusetts who, you know, was was taking the snap with his his non-throwing hand on top. I mean, something like that. 
um, you know, staggering your feet, you, the six yeah. o'clock step away from center. So we really get into the nuts and bolts of footwork, uh, technique and ball handling. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a really fun program because you get a chance to really dive into the nuts and bolts with these guys. And information on that is available online, right? That's where I found it. Western New York football Academy or quarterback Academy. WNYQBA.com. Great. Hey, Jim, thanks for this. I hope we get a chance to do it again sometime. I've learned a lot. Thank you very much. Thanks, Marv. Appreciate it. Jim Kubiak, the brand-new head football coach at Hilbert College in Western New York, talking about the Bills and Josh Allen. You're listening to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff with your host, John Murphy. Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff continues. John Murphy now alongside a bar owner from the Canton, Ohio area. Carrie Sullivan joins us. She is the owner of... Uh, the Barrel Room in North Canton, Ohio, and Canal, and the Barrel Room in Canal Fulton, Ohio. Carrie, thanks very much for coming on with us. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Seven years you've been involved in the business. How did you get started? Uh, well, I've been in the service industry since I was 14, but I actually started at the North Canton location after a divorce uh, one day a week. And I went from serving one day a week to buying it a few years later. Oh, excellent. And you do pour Sullivan's at, at both uh, barrel Absolutely. Rooms, right? well, yep. tell, tell us the story of how you discovered Sullivan's and how you happened to pour them in your places. So I took a trip to Ireland in August of 2018 with my family. And, you know, as usual, tourists hop around and we yeah. popped into some different places, but we were at the Dirty Onion in Belfast. And I saw it on draft. And obviously that's my last name. And I'm very right. proud to be a Sullivan. So not a big red ale drinker, but I had to try it and instantly fell in love with it and begun uh, stalking them on social media from, from then on out. Uh, it took me a few months and then somebody finally got back to me and I guess here we are. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> tell me the truth. You, you probably tell people, yeah, that's my family, the, the brewing company. That's, that's No, I do not. I tell them <laughs> I wish it were, but yeah, no, I mean, and there are people that get confused and think it's our beer because we do have another beer that we pour at the canal fulton location called sully's irish goodbye which a local brewer brews just for me so oh, uh, we, ha- we, we we've had to clear up some confusion here and there irish goodbye my, my mother used to talk about that that's when you just kind of sneak out at the end of the night, yeah right? i'm i am infamous for that yes <laughs> <laughs> hey i was uh, listening to another podcast talking about your business about the uh, barrel room in canton and as you got set to open it must have been seven years ago i guess you had a flood that sort of delayed your plans right that was actually at our Canal Fulton location. Okay. Uh, we, I bought the building the end of 2018, um, started remodel in 19 and planned to open. And we had a 100 year flood hit the area in June. So uh, yes, it was quite the treat. Wow. And you survived <laughs> and actually got the place opened up. And, and yes, we did with a lot of help from friends and family and, and locals. And uh a restoration company. We, we got hit pretty badly, but we ended up launching uh, our soft opening, I believe the second weekend in August. Excellent. Hey, I, you, you said something also on that podcast. I wanted to run by you and because I had an experience just this past weekend, my a friend of mine, a lawyer in Tampa, he, he and his uh, partner, his, uh, his fiance, I guess, own a, a hotel and bar restaurant in Tampa on the beach, actually in St. Petersburg. And we sat there and sipped a beer and we watched his uh, fiance work. And she's a, a longtime bar owner, restaurant owner, and she works hard. I mean, she's bussing tables. She's she's pouring drinks for people. She's uh, meeting and greeting people. And and you said something in in the interview you did where you said people think the bar business is a party all the time. 
when I watched uh, my friend Marianne do this the other day, and when I thought of what you said, it's not the case at all, is it? No, it's not. I still actively bartend two to three days a week, uh, mostly because I enjoy it. But, you know, it's a good way to keep hands on and eyes on what's going on in your business. But I genuinely enjoy what I do and, and, and the people that I've come to know over the years. But it is a lot of work. I, and it's funny because I, I said it's two to three nights a week. So people think I work two, two to three days a week when really I work eight days a week. So, sure but I honestly wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for anything. So I really enjoy it. You are in an industry that really is uh, dominated by males, right? Uh, what what uh, have you found to be the case <laughs> as a female in that business? Uh, very early on, I figured out quickly that I'd have to assert myself and even, uh, be a little more stern than I like to be. You, you, uh, I heard you just, earlier just, say just to get you people to take me seriously. You so. can say bitchy on our podcast. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I sometimes <laughs> I have to be a bitch, which I'm good at it. I just don't like to do it. <laughs> How do you have to be a bitch? And why do you find yourself? You know, you just have sales reps and, and distributors and, you know, that don't think you're educated on the product or, you know, just the day-to-day operations. And I quickly had to dispel that myth. Okay. And that, and that works, right? People do eventually take you seriously, do you find? I feel at this point in the area, I'm pretty well respected. I, I would like to think. That's great. <laughs> I also came across a quote where you said, uh, you don't uh, work over your employees. You, you like to work alongside your employees. Absolutely. Talk about that, yeah. please. What do you mean by you that? You know, I just, when I'm here as, as behind the bar, I just think of myself as an employee and a coworker. I don't I don't ever want them to feel that I'm above them in any in any way, shape, or form, and I'm going to work just as hard as I would like them to. I, I would never ask anyone here to do something I wouldn't do myself. What's the favorite part of your job, Gary? Honestly, just meeting new people, and more than the meeting the new people, what's what's really become key is just the making of the memories. I mean, we have people that have gotten married here, then turn around and have the baby showers here. Uh, we see a lot of return customers in our party areas. You know, we do everything literally from engagement parties to wakes. So, you know, it's, it's the beautiful circle of life and it's really fun and fulfilling to watch that play out. Carrie, you've got Sullivan's, uh, Maltings Irish Red Ale on tap at both your locations. It sounds Correct. like Sullivan's is a good fit for your places, huh? Yeah, no, we have 20 taps in the North Canton location and 17 at the other. They're all craft. We don't do any domestic uh, and we've done really well with it. People are, you know, getting to where they're actually seeking it out at this point, which is nice to see for the brewery. That's great. And, and I've read a, a tagline that you have for the barrel room where you say, we're not just a bar. You really try to get to know your customers a little bit. huh? Yeah, I would, I would say the majority of the people through the door, we, we know not just on a first name basis, but, you know, we know their children's names and things that are going on in their lives. And, you know, you can drink anywhere. If, if you don't feel like you're kind of relaxing in your living room, I, I just don't see the point. You've survived COVID. You're back uh, up and running both locations, right? Yes, absolutely. And employees, you got enough employees to staff both places? Uh, we retained most of our, repo- our employees at the North Canton location and su- a few at, at Canal. It, it was a little challenging, but I think, you know, barring any more issues with COVID, I think we're on some solid ground. We just kind of have to regain Regain some of what we lost. So okay. that's what we're working on now. Sounds like you got it going. Sounds like you got it going on there at the, at the barrel room in Canton. Uh, it sounds pretty good, Carrie, huh? Yeah, no, we have a great time. It's a great beer selection, great bourbon selection, and, you know, just a great place to drink. Carrie, thanks for pouring Sullivan's. Thanks for coming on the podcast with us. We really appreciate it. 
I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks. You're listening to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff with John Murphy. Well, that's it. That's our podcast this week, our Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, really. And we, we appreciate any comments or suggestions or critiques you may have. Just email them to this address, Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff, one word, Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff at gmail.com. That's the address. Just let us know what you think. Maybe you have some guest ideas, people we should talk to that we may have not gotten to yet. Feel free to weigh in on what we're doing and what you think of it. Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff at gmail.com. That's her email address. I want to thank our guests in this week's uh, podcast. Jim Kubiak, wasn't he great? The new head coach at uh, Hilbert College, new head football coach as they start up a football program there. That's a major undertaking, and we wish Jim the best of luck there. He is a quarterback expert, and I highly recommend you read his uh, piece. I think it's in the Buffalo News online, online every week. Jim Kubiak breaks down the Bills quarterbacking in each game. Well, obviously, a lot of analysis on Josh Allen's game, and he did it again this week. Jim Kubiak, former U.S. Navy quarterback, the all-time leading passer in Naval Academy history. Jim Kubiak, product of Western New York, St. Francis High School in Athol Springs. Thanks to him for joining us on the podcast. Also want to thank Kerry Sullivan, the owner of The Barrel Room, two locations in Canton, Ohio. Check them out if you're in that area. They pour Sullivan's at both. Our sponsor, Sullivan's Brewing Company from Kilkenny, Ireland, the makers of Sullivan's Maltings Irish Red Ale, Sullivan's Irish Gold Ale, and Sullivan's Black Marble Stout. It's available here in Buffalo. It's available all over upstate New York, in New York City. It's available on Long Island, in Boston, Cleveland, Canton, Ohio, obviously, in New Jersey, North Carolina, Atlanta, coming very soon, Nashville, Tennessee, almost forgot them, coming very soon to a a bar or tavern or maybe a package store near you, Sullivan's Brewing Company. Thanks to our producer, Pat Feldball. We'll see you next week right here for another installment of Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. You've been listening to John Murphy and Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. It's all about the Bills and the Beard.